0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, good morning. It is Wednesday, May 13th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. We've got a good episode today. We're going to have Bud Elliott, National Recruiting Analyst editor for 24 seven sports joining us to talk about the newly released transfer ratings by 24 seven sports 24 seven sports you listening know us as the recruiting rankings people well we've also sort of mastered the transfer portal coverage our transfer portal is a live update daily editions you can go to find it at 247sports.com and right now as of before this week you could see pretty much anything you wanted to you could see who's in the portal you could sort it by position you could see where they're going you could see where we think they're going we have a transfer portal crystal ball you could see if they're going to be immediately eligible or if they have a waiver tbd or if they have to sit a year out. You could see all of that stuff. You could see, you could organize a transfer portal by, by team. You could see how many players did Miami get this year and how many players did Virginia tech lose. All of that stuff was available already except for ratings. And given the popularity now of the college football transfer system, and given how transfers are impacting college football at levels we've never seen before, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Jalen hurts. We figured it's probably time to start ranking these guys. So what Bud and Barton Simmons and a few other members of the national recruiting team have done in the last few months is a lot of due diligence. 500 plus emails, Bud told us in in this upcoming interview, almost 200 players rated. The result is a pretty expansive list and a pretty interesting one too. There are no five stars, a lot of highly rated quarterbacks, but no five stars. There are players who you might not have heard of jumping from the FCS level to the power five level. Now they're firmly on our radar. They might not have been when they were recruits, but they firmly are now. And I'm talking about a guy like Jabril Cox, who goes from North Dakota state to LSU and is rated as one of our top 10 highest rated transfers. So it's really interesting. We're going to keep doing it every single time a player of note or a player worth our time enters the transfer portal. They're going to get a rating. Happened the other day. At last week, the ratings get finished. Everything's good to go. And then Talia Tungavailoa enters the portal. And we're like, all right, let's get a rating on him. So this is going to be an exciting process, an exciting wrinkle to our coverage of transfers and prospect at 24-7 Sports and how all of that bakes into impact how your team is going to do any upcoming season. So let's get right now. To Bud Elliott. All right, bringing in Bud Elliott now. Bud, this seemed like a labor of love. As you explain the rating process of all these transfers, I kind of want to know how, how many weeks or months at this point is this going back to for you?
1: So we started doing this in like late February or early March, and we were trying to time it up to release the 24-7 sports transfer ratings with, with the same week. At the NCAA was going to have its vote on the, the eligibility waiver. And as Trey can tell you, we, we kept having to move it back or move it forward and try to time it up. But then as we figured out like they were going to actually postpone uh, and, and probably not have all these guys be immediately eligible until 2021 as far as the, uh, the the one-time transfer rule, we figured it would just make sense to go ahead and put out the ratings. Uh, we sent over 500 emails. So I went back and, and checked my folder this morning and, and really relied on relied on, on production, relied on watching video of these guys if, if, we, if we could find it, uh, and then also really heavily relied on feedback from our, our national regional experts, but especially the, the team site publishers, right? We, we sent like 500-something emails, and honestly, man, like they were really good with us. We told them, said like, hey, you got to be honest with us. We're not going to publish anything you tell us about these kids. Uh, so if, if the kid is, is a like, like a, a problem teammate, we need to know that you know, and, and if, if the school he's going to says, yeah, we think he's going to be a total stud in our offense or no, nah, he's just kind of a depth take. We we need to know that too. So it was important for me uh, to get information from both the, uh, the prior school and the new school.
0: That's appreciated nuance. I think anytime you get a transfer, if you're a fan of a school, you expect, Hey, especially if you're at a big school, this guy's going to come in and be a star, right? Like he, he, there's a reason because I think in the last five to 10 years, the transfers have been viewed a little bit differently. It used to be a last gasp desperation move, and now it's sort of a luxury piece in a way. And uh, you you get a transfer and you get a guy who was maybe a former four-star, former five-star. You think he's going to be a big time talent. Uh, You made a good point in your explainer piece. For the most part, players who transfer, they're transferring for a reason. And you even address the fact like in a subhead here, you go, the ratings seem low is something that a fan might be asking when they read the ratings are when they look at the ratings and, and you explain that. So explain for us listening, why, why, why are the transfer ratings low? And in some cases, a guy who was a four-star, they're a three-star now. A guy who was a five, they're four now. There are some exceptions, but across the board, that kind of seems to be how it is. Yeah, so just to, to put it very bluntly here, for the most part, when
1: a player transfers, it's not for a reason that speaks well of his game. Now, you do have guys who transfer up. Right, like Jabril Cox, that the linebacker who transferred from North Dakota State to LSU, or, or Quincy Roach, who, who was transferring from Temple to Miami. Like the, those are obvious exceptions here, but for the most part, I went back and looked at the NFL draft too. Name me the last transfer player who was not a quarterback who was taken in the first round. I didn't see one in the last three drafts I look at, uh, and I, I think part of it is if you play a non-quarterback position, the whole like leadership. Uh, kind of intangible stuff doesn't really factor in. The coaches, when they make the depth chart for the given year, they're just going to pick the best player, right? And so if you're not the best player, there's a good chance you're going to be transferring out. I, I think their evaluations are, are probably truer at times at the non-quarterback positions. We do see an outlier with the quarterback position because we, I, I think, at least, uh, obviously there's only one ball. Teams don't rotate quarterbacks, so you're not really able to placate uh, guys with, hey, I'll give you a couple hundred snaps this year type type thing and also like they're they're very reluctant to to replace uh, returning starters even if that returning starter is is not the best player on the roster so you do see success at the quarterback position transferring uh, at a higher rate than you do at all the other positions and, and so we went through this and I mean we only have 15 four-star rated players out of what 166 ratings and and no five stars i mean the, your chance of being a real real superstar transferring with the exception of, of Mayfield,
0: Joe Burrow, and, and Cotter Murray, really not that great. The lack of five stars is interesting, but Cade Mays was a five-star in high school. He's a 96 in the transfer rating. JT Daniels, quarterback, five-star in high school, 96 in the transfer rating. Both of those guys left under different circumstances, but for JT Daniels, he lost his job and he got hurt. For Cade Mays, I don't really know what happened there, but it's not like he wasn't going to be a really good player for Georgia. Could be the best lineman for Tennessee that they have. When As you and Barton Simmons debated these ratings here, these rankings here, I'm assuming you almost took the five-star plunge with one of these guys, but what might have held you back a bit? So we looked
1: at it, and like I, I think if, if JT had transferred at the same time that, that for instance, Justin Fields did last year, then, then maybe that would make sense to give him but with him it, it was obviously the, the injury you, you don't know how that's going to turn out and with the injury he lost a year of development and so I, I do think his chance of becoming a, an absolute superstar are slightly reduced uh, with with Mays I think you have to apply the, the non-quarterback position adjustment right to where for the most part there are very few guys unless they transferred up a division that we feel are making a a move that is a I don't want to say a positive move but there's a reason these guys are transferring. And for the most part, they're not, you know, good reasons.
0: The college football daily. will be right back.
1: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild, conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Saw a few guys go from a lower-ranking, star-ranking and rating in high school. A Koi Kronk, who was a three-star out of high school at Indiana. Four-star now for Iowa. Jabril Cox, two-star kid who plays FCS football, now is a four-star transfer for LSU. But for the most part, and, and those those are the non-quarterbacks for the most part, if you do want to see an elevated star rating or an elevated rating period, you do have to go to the quarterback position where it's, you know, it's a Jamie Newman um, kind of guy. As you, as you look at the quarterbacks and you put them in different buckets or a deer King, same thing from Houston to Miami. What did you learn about the quarterback position and what sort of takeaways do you have from here? Because when you talk transfers in college football, you mentioned Mayfield and, and Kyler and Joe Burrow. You have to start with the quarterbacks.
1: You do. I, I think this is like just because of the, there's only one ball and, and there's typical only one starter. The, the quality of player uh, is is better at the quarterback position as far as availability, I, I think, than it is at, at a lot of the other other positions. Simply because if you're the best player at another position, there's a good chance you're keeping your starting job at your your existing school. So you mentioned some guys who went up, right? So Derek King obviously transferring from the AAC to the ACC. That that that's a pretty good step up. Now the ACC even though it was the worst Power 5 conference last year, probably, it was still a good step up from from the week-to-week competition you're going to face in the American conference. Uh, Jamie Newman, not technically a, a step up like in, in terms of level because uh, it's P5 to P5 with Wake Forest to, to Georgia, but certainly that I, I think that a school like Georgia wants that player uh, and believes that he'll be their starter. I, I don't think you're using all the available data if you don't consider which schools are are pursuing these players, right? Like, like to, to have your head in the sand and ignore that, I I think would be foolish. Newman also uh, is more proven now than he was coming out of high school. He had several nice years for Wake Forest, especially when when he was healthy and his, when his receivers were healthy. So that was certainly um, th- th- those are two good examples there of guys who proved it and, and then moved up.
0: Do you outside of J.T. Daniels, who is a quarterback who hasn't decided what he's going to do yet? He could come back to USC. I don't really see that happening. Is there a quarterback in this transfer class who you really love, who you think, hey, maybe he doesn't do what Joe Burrow did, but he's got the ability to impact his team at a tremendous level. Is it KJ Costello, Felipe Franks, is it Derek King, Jamie Newman? I know a lot of people are really excited about Jamie Newman in Athens. Keaton Thompson, who could compete for the Virginia job immediately. Who, Who in this quarterback class do you love?
1: So I, I think Newman's an obvious pick there. Uh, but Costello, for sure, and, and if we had Barton on, I, I think he would go with, with Costello. Just the getting a guy that talented to play in the air raid for Mike Leach is, is going to be really fun to watch. Uh, I'll, I'll give you Keaton Thompson, right? Thompson had a pretty nice first year for Mississippi State. They, they, they change offenses. Obviously, they go from a, a quarterback run offense, uh, or at least a, a, a heavier QB run offense with Dan Mullen, to, to the spread and a lot, a lot more throw game with Joe Moorhead and now with Mike Leach. So he transfers out, ends up at Virginia, where he's a very similar player to the QB that, that UVA uh, just lost. And, and I think that if we were factoring in fit here, which we don't because like I don't want to have to go back and redo these. <laughs> you know, if I'm like, hey, this kid's not as good of a fit if, if he backs out of his transfer decision and goes somewhere else. If we were factoring fit, I, I think Thompson is a tremendous fit for what Virginia does on offense, and similarly here, like Joey Gatewood, who is not a great thrower of the ball and didn't get on the field very much at, at Auburn, did you see what Kentucky did last year with basically uh, a receiver at quarterback and in Len Bowden? Absolutely. Do that with Joey Gatewood, like like you you can use him as a battering ram who throws fifteen maybe twenty passes a game. A- absolutely. So I, I I think those those make a lot of sense, and if Colin Hill is healthy. For Colorado State given his experience and his knowledge of Mike Bobo's offense that's one to watch in South Carolina if you're not sold on Holinsky
0: the Colin Hill one's really interesting because but I probably hardly had an idea who this guy was I actually, I'll be honest when he transferred I had no idea and people said big move potentially here the Mike Bobo connection and then I saw the rating you put on him and I was like okay maybe maybe we got this happening happening here. And then Joey Gatewood, it's interesting. The Taysom Hill talk, I know know you're not a huge NFL guy, but it seems right now that all, and and Jalen Hurts getting drafted by the Eagles. People are sort of falling in love with this, I don't want to say gadget quarterback, but kind of gadget quarterback who can offer a change of pace service for, I don't know, 20 snaps a game, 30 snaps a game. So I like your your Joey Gatewood selection. As we as we wrap up, here's two more if, if yeah. you want real quick. I do. So I do want. I them. think yeah. not
1: that I love these players, but if you think about it, just as what sort of upgrade they represent, uh, Felipe Franks, the upgrade that I think he represents for Arkansas is enormous because Arkansas's quarterback situation last year was was terrible. Their their staff hated like behind the scenes hated their quarterback situation. They knew they were in trouble from the open like literally from the first practice last year. And then also Peyton Ramsey. I mean, Northwestern, everywhere else on that team last year, was somewhere between like below average, average, above average, goodish kind of range, except quarterback. And they were just a, a, a total absolute disaster. Like, Peyton Ramsey may not be a good player, but if he's an above average player, he's a huge upgrade for Northwestern. Like, th- those are two schools that I do think made legitimate big upgrades just by picking up a player who is decent.
0: In the non quarterback position, who on, on our list here, and you know we've got the top 10 and, and we've got a few guys who stand out, but I want to get your opinion of the non-quarterbacks. Who do you think could have a big impact in this 2020 or 2019 transfer transfer class?
1: Sure. So I, I think there's a couple. Obviously, we already mentioned Cade Mays at the top. Uh, LSU loses so much on, on defense. So I do think getting Jabril Cox back uh, from North Dakota State, it, not only his ability, but also I, just a guy with that much experience, I, I think, can really help with some of their defensive calls and, and getting them in, in, into the right plays there on defense. I don't think you can oversell the experience level that Cox has, in addition to being a, a super productive player there uh, at, at NDSU. And then with Quincy Roach, uh, just probably the best pass rusher in in the G5, at, at least the best pass rusher who was in, in the portal. I, I, I like that that move quite a bit there. And honestly, I, I like the move of, of Damon Hazelton for uh for, for Missouri we, we didn't put four stars on him came awfully close pretty productive guy for the Hokies now he goes over he's going to play as a grad transfer at Missouri that's that's one to watch there if you're into that college fantasy stuff
0: you talk about Roche uh Roche for uh for Miami they've every year or at least the last two years under Manny Diaz they're just pounding the transfer portal Isaiah Walker Isaiah Walker um from Florida to Miami this past weekend, he keeps his fourth star that he had in high school. He was a 2020 enrollee. Miami adds him to the mix. They add deere King to the mix, so that's three of our top ten rated guys. Last year, they added Jalen Phillips. They added receiver K.J. Osborne from Buffalo, who was an NFL draft pick. That's one of those teams where Manny Diaz is clear. He's got to win fast, and he's doing whatever he can to add as much talent as he can right now. There's
1: no doubt about it. I think when you are a, a coach – who, who takes over, uh, like from from an interim basis, or, or at least like an internal promotion? I, I don't believe you have as much time uh, as, as a normal coach does, right? In in order to get things turned turned around, and that's because you're already expected to know the internal problems that that led to the previous coach's ouster, uh, and, and already be thinking about solutions to fix them. So, Diaz certainly probably doesn't have quite as long of a leash as as some coaches who were hired. You know just brand new and I know he was technically brand new because he was temple's coach for like a week
0: <laughs> doesn't uh, count <laughs> right
1: yeah but we're, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna count that um, so I, they are doing a really nice job in the portal are, are all their portal guys turning out to be studs no but they've got a couple nice pieces there that have been able to help their football team and now they've got a quarterback we'll see how Derek King plays with the move up in in competition uh, I think he'll probably be be pretty decent I don't think he's gonna be like a top NFL guy uh, or anything like that, especially given his size. But like that's that was their overwhelming weakness in recent years. Was Miami's quarterback and and, and offense, and they've ad- they've addressed that in multiple ways.
0: All right. Well, we got a lot of transfers in. We got a lot of ratings in. A lot of hay in the barn. But we look at the portal every day, and there's additions every day. So this is something I can expect. We'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll circle back to. It and every time there's a big fish who hits the portal, I'm sure you guys will be doing your due diligence to get him the best grade possible. Thanks for joining us, bud. All right. Take care, Trey. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode of the college football daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, I would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on Apple podcasts. It means a lot. I check every single morning warms my heart. When I see a a rating in or review in getting a lot of good content recommendations these days on tomorrow's podcast, we will touch on one of the more recent ones. We'll bring in Charles Power to do that. So for Bud Elliott for our producer Tony Levitt, I'm Trey Scott. We'll see you on Thursday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.
1: Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening?